Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Gaftastic Joe is having some problems, apparently. Uh, There are some uh, new polls now that show Joe Biden has uh, really taken a little bit of a dive in this race. In fact, uh, Vermont Senator, of course, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren uh, are currently eh, tied statistically, bunched together at, uh, at the top of this Monmouth University poll, which is good for Warren and Sanders. It's, it's bad for Biden. I mean, we just talked about yesterday in one poll, he was up 30 to 15. And now in this Monmouth poll, they're showing him actually trailing Sanders and Warren by wow. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Sanders is at 20%. So is Warren. Biden's at 19. So, yeah, statistically, uh, they're tied. Compared to Monmouth's June poll, Sanders was at 14%. Now he's up to 20. Warren was at 15. She's at 20. And Biden was at 32. So he's down 13 percentage points. I'm not surprised. What, what I'm surprised wow. at is that it took this long. Um, I just, he this does not fit with where the Democratic Party is heading. Uh, no, it really doesn't. He really doesn't. He suffered an across the board decline in his support since June. He lost ground with white Democrats uh, from 32 to 18%. Voters of color, I'm not sure what color they are. <laughs> Used to be wrong to say they're people, they're colored, or they're people of color. What color are they? Thirty-three percent to nineteen percent among voters of color. <laughs> now you can't say colored voters, right? Right. But voters of color, it's perfectly. Yeah, acceptable. the E and it's the great. D. <clears throat> it's so weird. Just like you can't say you can say transgender, you can't say transgendered. <laughs> wow. I don't know how that makes it evil all of a sudden. The E D, but <sighs> all right. Maybe because ED also stands for erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Maybe that has right. something to do with it. I think you just cracked yeah, the code. I just found it. Mm-hmm. I just found the problem. Among voters with a college degree went down 35 to 18. College graduates, 28-20. Uh, with men, 38-24. Women, 29-16. Jeez. Among voters 50 and older, 21 to 6. Voters... 50 and over, uh, okay, so that was under 50, 21 to 6. 50 and over goes 42-33. Most of Biden's support, uh, lost support in these groups, shifted almost equally towards Sanders and Warren. Hmm. So hmm. Gaftastic Joe not doing well there. Huh. No. How about that? Sanders has picked up a few points among liberals, 17 to 21, Warren has held steady 25 to 24. Um, Kamala Harris hasn't budged. She, she went from 10 to 11. Buddha Judge slipped slightly 8 to 5. You know who you don't see much of is Beto O'Rourke. Mm. I just wonder if he's going to be the next casualty. It'll be kind of fun. Although he still has, what, 5% support maybe. And he's in the next debate. And so he's counting on that. He's staying busy, you know, cooking up hamburgers in his kitchen. Don't forget. That's right. I mean, what? Another we got we got another wonderful look into the life of Beto because 
we always we're always curious. Where does he get his haircut? Right, right. Who does his dental work? Yep. What does he look like when he's got his mouth wide open for the dentist? Yeah. I was wondering that. Has he ever cooked a hamburger? We find out today the answer to that is yes. Yay. Here's proof. I mean, what a weird Yeah. Weird thing. Just, oh, he's got Here, do this. Watch, watch me grill up a hamburger. Is that the cow that uh, he wanted to wax part of his uh, body? Maybe. You think that's what he was serving up there? And what is that? Is that an English muffin? <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's more. Wait, there's more. Oh. Oh, he put, he put onions on it too. That was really riveting. That was thank you, Beto. Thank you for sharing that. That was riveting. <laughs> riveting. Jeez. <laughs> that I, I I don't even know. I don't even know how. That's embarrassing. I thought you weren't supposed to eat meat. It's embarrassing. Aren't we supposed to not eat meat? Yes, if you're a global warming person, and he is. Hmm. So here's here's the full look. Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren and uh, Bernie Bernie Sanders Mm -hmm. at 20%. Uh, These these are actually, this one's among the early states. Okay. Those are important states. Important. Elizabeth Warren and Biden are tied at 20, followed by Bernie at 16, Kamala Harris 12, Cory Booker 2, Buttigieg 4, Andrew Yang 5, Julian Castro 2, Beto 3%, and Marianne Williamson at 1%. Uh, She keeps going because... People just love to hear her yeah. yodel. They and love normally, it. Way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth on this. <laughs> normally, way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth. On <laughs> normally, way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth. <sighs> That's going to keep her going for a long time because people love yodeling. If there's one thing Americans love, it's yodeling. I'm pretty convinced of that. Is that a pet gray bumper sticker? <laughs> yes. People love yodeling? Yes. It's a brand new one that uh, takes up the entire back window. <laughs> Americans love yodeling. Americans love their yodeling. <laughs> uh, all right. So I guess this is a favorability. The f- So in January of this year, 40%. No. Let's see. I'm just, I guess... In uh, right now, I don't even try to decipher the rest of this. <laughs> yeah. Right now, Elizabeth Warren has fifty-two percent favorable uh, rating. Biden's at forty-one. Now he was at seventy-one. Now he's at forty-one. <laughs> Bernie Sanders at forty. Kamala Harris thirty-nine. You go down to Beto, who's got nineteen percent favorability. The, the guy has just <laughs> imploded. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Well, that's why he's getting so ridiculous in his rhetoric yeah but you know once people see that shot of him flipping burgers in his oh, kitchen that's gonna turn everything around that, that's yeah that'll can, turn everything it's around it's gonna be resurgent did you see time. that riveting video yeah. of him taking a spatula and getting a hamburger off the grill yeah off the griddle Right. And it, and then he put it on a bun and then he put another one on the bun yeah and, and then he topped yeah. it with two onions yeah with that riveting stuff, right? Yeah, it was riveting. Oh, man, it was so good. So good. I'm going to vote for him now. Yeah? I didn't know he could make a hamburger. Well, see? <laughs> Stuck with him long enough, and you get to see all the sides yeah, right. of Beto. Right. Ugh. It's really wonderful. It really is. Elizabeth Warren drew a crowd of 15,000 people in Seattle. What in the world? 
Largest crowd of her campaign on Sunday. Estimated crowd of 15,000 people showed up to support what she calls a movement for change. Mm -hmm. When touting her wealth tax of two cents on every dollar of assets above $50 million. Warren drew chants of two cents, two cents. That's catchy. That's really catchy. (laughs) These are such creative people. You know, her her plan is to tax uh, two cents of every dollar. So, you know, what we should do is chant two cents. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Let's see if we can get it to catch on. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Two cents, two two cents, two two cents. cents. (sighs) Warren is running on a platform of economic populism with proposals such as the wealth tax and more regulation, which is what we need. That's exactly what America needs. It's it's yodeling. And it's more regulation. more regulation. Mm -hmm. She took an implicit jab at her rival, uh, Joe Biden, when asked by an attendee how she plans to defeat Donald Trump without sinking to his level. We're not going to win this by just saying not Trump, she said. It's not enough to be not Trump. I guess insinuating that that's all Biden's doing is I'm not Donald Trump. And he's not. That's true. It is true. He's not Donald Trump. I don't know that he I, knows I that just, he's not I can Donald confirm Trump. that. <laughs> Joe's having trouble. Yeah, he Joe's... may actually think he's Donald Trump at times. Oh, man. Asked about the size of her crowd after the rally, Warren told reporters, I, I just think it's a sign that people are ready for a change in Washington. I just think it's a sign that people are really, really stupid. <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> 15,000 people. Go to see Elizabeth Warren. Ah, come on. People, people are stupid. <laughs> They're the dumbest people in the world. That's where we're at. You imagine going to an Elizabeth Warren rally I and being excited about Elizabeth Warren? This person who lied for how much of her life about... Even her ethnicity, to the point where she just had to apologize to Native Americans for pretending to be one of them. Pretty pathetic. Yeah, it's surprising that she got a pass because she doesn't have that magnetism. You know, I don't. No, she not at all. See how she is drawing these crowds. I'm stunned. Quite frankly, is there anybody in that field who has a magnetism, who has charm, who has I don't know that certain je ne sais quoi, if you will. I don't think any of them do. Uh, Biden certainly doesn't. He's too gaftastic. Uh, Elizabeth Warren does not. Bernie Sanders is maybe the worst possible curmudgeonly candidate I've ever seen in my life. The guy doesn't even smile, let alone have any appeal to him. I mean, maybe Kamala Harris. I don't know. And I, Andrew Yang seems like a Andrew normal Yang, guy. Yeah, you know? and you know the other one I guess would be Pete Buttigieg. Uh, but, yeah, he's so mm, slick, though. He just reminds slick. me of Bill Clinton as far as I'm going to seem like I'm a moderate and then I'm going to get in there. And Of course, now right. Clinton does seem moderate compared to where we've been in the last 20 years. That's but, true. But I just, Buttigieg is just not an honest guy. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, but he's well-spoken. Mm-hmm. He knows how to deliver a speech. He's also playing this game that he's a big religious guy. I mean, he's out there oh, he's talking it. about the Bible all the time, he's, which is to me, you know, he's casting aspersions at other Christians mm-hmm. when, yeah, man, you should be careful about that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hello? People could certainly be using scriptures against you, too. 
I guess they don't dare because they'd be bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know who else? Uh, Tulsi Gabbard seems like a normal human uh, being. Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. So, and she is appealing because she's, well, hmm? she's you know, appealing. She's appealing? She's appealing. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> talking about the, the Beto onions again? We're peeling onions here? No, we got Gabbard and Yang are the two normal uh, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, it's just a bunch of angry leftists. I'm yeah. looking at the face of Cory Booker. Oh, that guy's uh, terrible. Kamala Harris, when she when she starts to go off script, she gets angry and bitter. Um, who's mm-hmm. this? Who's Messam? He seems like a seems like a nice guy. Oh, nice Messam is still in it. Wayne Messam. Wayne Messam, mayor of Miramar, Florida. Of course. <laughs> How did I forget him? That guy. Uh, he hasn't qualified for the debate. No. I don't think he's made. He's raised any funds. Nobody knows he's in this thing. Why is he still in it? Why? So, uh, yeah. Booty Judge uh, said over the weekend uh, about climate change. There's a lot about the stewardship of creation that's in Scripture that I don't see being honored by the administration right now. Not to mention the stuff about loving your neighbor and taking care of the least among us and feeding the poor. What? <laughs> See, social justice time. Oh, just agonizing. It's agonizing that you try to, that, that these people always turn that into a government thing. There's nothing in the Bible about the government doing anything for the poor. It's individuals who do things for the poor, not the government. Yeah, he is uh, taking the uh, 2006 mm. playbook that the Democrats used to win back the. Congress, uh, during Bush's tenure, uh, playing the religious card. Yeah. Yeah, and it used to be absolutely forbidden for Democrats to uh, talk about the scriptures or religiosity. uh, Because how dare you use that in politics? How dare you bring up God in politics? And now that's, I mean, they do it a lot more than Republicans are doing it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Let me tell you about the Amazon uh, Capital One data breach that just hit, where one hundred and six million more of us had our names exposed, home addresses, banking information. Look, your information is out there, and it's probably in the hands of somebody with nefarious intent. It really is. So, how do you protect yourself? Well, you're probably already protecting yourself with LifeLock, but Life and LifeLock does a great job. Of other forms of ID theft, they do not cover uh, your home's mortgage and your, your title online. That is the purview of Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock realized uh, there was a hole in uh, ID theft that they could fill, and so they are doing it. And thank goodness somebody has brought this to our attention because a year ago I didn't know anything about this. So a really bad way to find out about it is when you start getting the late payments on the uh, equity line of credit you didn't take out, but somebody did for you, and then you got stuck with the payments. So the first 60 days after a crime like the Amazon server Capital One breach are really critical. That's why they're offering you 60 risk-free days of home title lock protection. Claim your 60 risk-free days at HomeTitleLock.com. Enter your home address. You, you can find out if you're already, if you've already been compromised. It's HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. 
This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, we got some tweets from after the show yesterday. Uh, let's see, from Renault Gagne. Oh, Renault Gagne. Mm-hmm. Renault Gagne. Up in Canada. Oh. Mm-hmm. How do you know that? You've uh, obviously had some run-ins with uh, Renault Gagne. Um, or some interaction. Sure. Yes, absolutely. He makes some references up there to Canada. I think his uh, yeah. avatar is like, I don't know, the Canadian flag or something. But yeah. He says, I heard you guys uh, talking about former rep Joe Walsh running against Trump and joked it was the former Eagles guitarist. Do you know that Joe Walsh, the guitarist, actually ran for president in 1980? Ay, that is is that true? No, I did not know that. Let's see here. Look that the, up. Yeah, I forgot to vet that. Uh, hmm. Had no idea. That sounds fun. 1980? <laughs> uh-huh. Was? 1980. Joe Walsh for president. Okay, let's just see here. Um... While you look for that, I'll read uh, yeah, yeah, continue. Comrade Snarky McSnarkface's comments. <laughs> hey, Pat, is producer friend Keith Friend considered friend a friend of yours? Right. <laughs> That's from the uh, Biden screw-up the other day. Uh, Pat's attic hobo. Oh, good. He's tweeting now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really have to pay attention to know that reference. Uh-huh. Uh, my kids made me play the new Al Gore Pat parody before bed. As Slow Joe says, I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to check that out, it's in hour one. I think the second half of hour one of yesterday's podcast, if you want to download that. Mm-hmm. And from Donald J. Trump. Oh, wow. Really? Huh? Wait, the president tweets? Uh-huh. Who knew? Uh, and I didn't. Just returned to Washington from France and the very successful G7, only to find that the fake news is still trying to perpetuate the phony story that I wanted to use nuclear weapons to blow up hurricanes before they reach shore. This is so ridiculous. Never happened. Uh-huh. Is that true? Did it really never happen? I don't, he says it didn't. Yeah, I guess. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Daily Wire has a theory that uh, maybe it didn't happen or that it was... Um, it was uh, said to kind of ferret out a leaker because there is a current leaker in the White House. And the thought is maybe they, because Axios keeps breaking these stories. Yeah. And um, they, they always say, you know, it's a scoop. We have this. So they're thinking that maybe they're on to the leaker and that this was kind of a way of, a way of planting a story to flushing them out. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, Joe Walsh, uh, guitarist for the Eagles. Yes. He had often joked about running for office, uh, okay. announced a mock presidential campaign in 1980 and a vice presidential campaign in 92. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> he did run for president in 1980. Yeah, he's what he did. Okay. So he did. Yeah, promising to make um, Life's Been Good the new national anthem if he won and ran on a platform <laughs> of free gas for everyone. Uh, Surprisingly, uh, that yeah. didn't win the day. He was huh. only 32 at the time, so even if he had oh, he won, he could serve. He could be 35, Joe. Wow. Anyway, that's fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, from Alan, did Pat just recommend nuking NATO? Oh, that's because uh, the nuke NATO thing, the sh- not the shark NATO, right? But nuking uh, hurricanes <laughs> in, a, in a deal could be called <laughs> nuke NATO, uh, or nuking a hurricane might cause a nuke NATO. Mm-hmm. Spinning off into a Sharknado. That wouldn't be good. So nuking NATO, N-A-T-O, I guess, no. But I think Trump has recommended it a few times. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's not a fan. Uh, Yeah, interesting about the whole uh, leaker thing. I don't don't know. Maybe, Maybe that was just a ploy to do that. 
Um, but there, the president has so many people working against him, both inside and outside the administration. It's it's really difficult. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we come to this uh, body language story. <laughs> Did oh, you see the? Fun. Okay, the kiss. Uh, everybody's making a big deal out of the kiss. Melania and um, Macron. Oh, was it Trudeau? No, it was Trudeau. That's yeah. right. That's right. It is Trudeau. Uh, <laughs> there it is. J- Justin Trudeau and and Melania going in for that double cheek kiss, that European thing. It's just Such irritating weird, to me. Right. And and so Melania is holding, if, you, if you're not seeing this um, on the Blaze TV, Melania is holding the president's hand while leaning in for a kiss of, of Justin Trudeau. And she does look like, mm. <laughs> Doesn't she? Yeah, oh, absolutely. She looks like, oh. Like, if yeah. you don't know the context oh, yeah. and you don't know the people, uh-huh. it absolutely looks like they have, like, a relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. It does. I mean, they just caught her fa- I think what happened was they just caught her face at a perfect time to yep. where, you know, she's just preparing to kiss his cheek. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean... She is secretly, you know, desiring him. But it's just kind of interesting. Uh, did anybody else see this and believe the story that this means she's got a thing for Justin Trudeau? Of course, they're having fun on the internet about it and making a big deal. Yeah, uh, it's everywhere. It's just everywhere. Uh, but, you know, that's what they do in those meetings, and that's what you do in society, and it's I, I've always been irritated by it i don't want anybody kissing my wife for any reason on the cheek or otherwise i don't like it wait wait i don't like it the thought occurs to me Mm -hmm. um neither the u.s nor canada are in europe right that's right so what are you doing with the european (laughs) is going on nonsense there there? (laughs) especially the double kiss on the cheek the french russian thing I, i i don't know who who invented it first but it's used in in uh yeah, in Europe, I think, it, to a greater extent than it is here. When did cheek kissing begin in your <laughs> careful with your Google search history, Keith? Yeah. yeah, that could be dangerous. Let's see here. Cheek kissing. Let's see here. Mm, it doesn't quickly say. When but it began. they went, I mean, they went to a whole. Uh, uh, they got so involved in this that they got a body body language expert. All right. And the body language expert, of course, analyzed the photo. And yes, she came up with the fact that that Donald Trump was pissed in that photo, and that uh, Melania seemed really into it. <laughs> and so it was something romantic, according to the body expert, the body language expert. But you know, I'm sure body language experts have their biases as well and she's probably a, a trump hater so and i take that all with a grain of salt i would say mm-hmm. it, it gave it gave uh, twitter something to do yesterday yeah which is good because twitter has nothing to do um most of the time except uh well bash everybody else on twitter uh and make the world a nastier place in which to live so that's great <laughs> that they were able to analyze the First Lady of the United States of America. So I can't definitively tell you how long ago people have been kissing on the cheeks, but mm-hmm. uh, apparently... Where did it start, does it say? Uh, no. no. Now, now I'm looking at uh, primates uh, kissing at zoos. <laughs> <laughs> on the cheek? On, uh, no, on the lips. Oh, really? Isn't that something? Yeah, Look at that. Something. That's, uh, 
Can you see this here? Look at this. Can you see this? Can you read about this? I'm favoring it. Look at this, Jay. Oh, wow. You got monkeys in a zoo <laughs> kissing, man. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that before. No, I haven't either. And I feel like I'm supposed to pay to get to this website, but uh, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Woo. Okay. So I, I still don't know when it began, the whole cheek kissing thing. I got distracted. This might be a good place to, to show you the other uh, strange monkey uh, event. Eh, since we're talking about oh, monkeys, and you brought it up. Oh, animal video, Pat on his own. Here's the monkey in the zoo trying to break out. This is interesting because apparently this monkey sharpens a rock first <laughs> right. and then does this with it. Look at this. Bonk. <laughs> Look at that. Oh! Shattered the whole window. Boom. <laughs> okay, they just shattered the enclosure, the, the glass enclosure. That was awesome. Now they said, well, that's a, it's a really thick glass, and, and they, he couldn't have broken through. Really? He shattered the whole thing. What do you mean? One more, one more hit with that rock, I think that would have come completely down. But they took the rock from the monkey. So, Why? Yeah, you should have rewarded him with freedom. I know. I want to see that monkey roam in the streets now. I want to watch it and study <laughs> it and see what else it can come no, up with they went into the they went into the enclosure and they took its rock from it oh man that's not cool that is not i mean cool. he probably worked a long time sharpening that thing. you know how long it takes to sharpen a rock i don't <laughs> a long but time i bet if you're a monkey a long time even longer wow that's a pretty smart mon- monkey though yeah yeah and again when you watch those animal videos those bbc things the david attenborough stuff you realize animals are a lot smarter than i gave them credit for yeah they a lot smarter Animals, I'll say this, animals in zoos and in the wild are a lot smarter than you know what? Taylor Swift, oh, for instance. Okay, well, a lot smarter. Never mind what I had for you, because what you got is better there. Because <laughs> I want to, we do have a video of smart animals later we got to get to, but, okay. uh, but Taylor Swift, oh boy, last night. <laughs> I, you know, she's been quiet this whole time, her whole career. What did she start at? 15 years old or something, we started hearing about Taylor Swift. In country music, and she she switched over. She sold out, <laughs> and you know she loves to produce videos where she's shown delivering gifts to fans at Christmas time. Oh, she's such a wonderful person. It's all for publicity. It's all a publicity stunt. I'm convinced of that now. And now you know she's this big politico. Now she's all involved uh, uh, in politics. Because it was just time for her to come forward. Uh, things were going too badly, you know, because she didn't make her feelings known. And I, for one, have been waiting to hear oh, yeah. where Taylor Swift stood on oh. uh, almost every issue. I, I'm glad to hear you say that because yeah. I thought it was just were me. You, were, no, I think it's almost everybody. That's good. I think almost everybody has been, well, how, do, how should I feel about this? Mm-hmm. Taylor, please tell us, how should we feel about this? <laughs> yeah. And now she has. Yay. So it's, it's quite a relief. Uh, She told The Guardian she's obviously pro-choice, obviously, and pledged to defeat Donald Trump by doing everything I can for 2020. That's wonderful. Good for you. Good for you, Taylor. She explained her discomfort with the current political climate in the United States. She said Trump was creating an atmosphere in the U.S. where politicians were able to gaslight the American public into being like, if you hate the president, you hate America. Really? Who said that? She continued. Oh, good. We're a democracy. At least we're supposed to be. Um, no, we're not. 
<laughs> we are not a democracy. And we're not supposed to be. But that just shows her brilliance and yeah. her genius. Where you're allowed to disagree, dissent, debate. I really think that Trump thinks this is an autocracy. <laughs> oh, the wisdom mm-hmm. of Taylor Swift. It's so powerful. So, 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 so powerful. 888 Let me tell you about Riduzone. If you're trying to lose weight, this might be just what you need to get you over the top to finally help you stop eating. Eating less and exercising. Really, those are the two keys. You know, anytime uh, somebody loses weight and keeps it off, that's pretty much what they've done. Because if you go to a fad diet uh, and then you stop the fad diet and go back to the regular way of eating, you just gain the weight back. Now, Riduzone helps send the signal to your brain that you're full because it contains OEA naturally present in your body, but sometimes just not enough. And that's why you get this boost from Riduzone. Also, Riduzone is not a stimulant. It doesn't contain any caffeine, so it doesn't make you jumpy. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Zone.com. They're so confident this is going to help you, they're offering you a 30-day money-back guarantee. And right now, you can save 30% on a three-month supply at Riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Scotty Sweatman tweets, if you were offered a $100 Amazon gift card, would you attend an Elizabeth Warren campaign rally? Hmm. Nope. Not for 100 bucks. Really? Well, no what way. What would your price be to go to one of these rallies? Mm. And do I have to do anything? Do I just stand there? You just stand there. We'll okay. hold a sign, maybe. Ooh. Chant. You got to chant. It's got to be rally. levels. Like $100 if you stand there, 500 if you hold a sign, 1000 if you chant something. I think for $50,000, I'd go to an Elizabeth Warren rally. And act like you wanted to be there? Yeah. That's fine. For 50000 Does it have to be an Amazon gift card, though? Could I just take no. the cash? Yeah. I'd, I'd, in fact, if it's an Amazon, no, that wouldn't be... That wouldn't be adequate. I want to spend the fifty thousand yeah. dollars wherever I want. Tax free. Yeah. I don't want this right? Elizabeth Warren, you know, tax put on it. <laughs> <laughs> also from uh, Scaramucci, will you do the fandango? will you do the fandango? Everything about how Bob was cooking hamburgers was wrong. Oh. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because he had it in a frying pan. He's yep. frying it on the stove. No. It's all bad. Bad. Okay. Uh, he's he's terrible. Just too muck and fudge. That m- <laughs> that mesomentum oh. is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah the Wayne mesom momentum or the mesomentum. Wayne mesom. Wayne mesomentum. Mesomentum. There we go. I want to see if. Uh, oh, look at that! Uh, I was just seeing if you appeared in any poll. You know, has uh, he shown up? Uh, it's a poll from May. Yeah. Three um, percent <laughs> of registered voters in May. Had a favorable view of him. Eight percent had an unfavorable view, which would mean eighty-nine percent don't even yeah, know no who idea we're talking who he was. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, Wayne Messam. No what? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's where I don't know is fine. That's those are the smart people. Oh no, honey, look at this. Mm-hmm. Here's a story from the Miami News Times <clears throat> from a few weeks ago. Headline. Um. Oh man. Hold on, when I opened up the thing, it changed the headline. It says, Miramar Mayor Wayne Messam's presidential candidacy is a joke. What? Oh, Can you believe this from his hometown paper? <laughs> I mean, that, 
<clears throat> it is. I mean, they're right. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. It is. You mean it is his hometown paper? Not yes, that it's a right, joke. Right. That's what I meant. Patrick. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, all right. We were talking about uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift right before the break. Um, she's gotten all political now. And she's she explained um, a few months ago. Well, no, this was just a couple of weeks ago, it looks like. Uh, that she, why she hasn't become more politically active before now. In a Vogue cover profile, uh, Swift explained her silence during the 2016 election, a decision that was met with some criticism as other celebrities, you know, like the wonderful Katy Perry. She was a strong advocate for Hillary Clinton. So why didn't Taylor Swift use her celebrity to get Hillary elected? She said, unfortunately, in the 2016 election, you had a political opponent who was weaponizing the idea of the celebrity endorsement. He was going around saying, I'm a man of the people. I'm for you. I care about you. I just knew I wasn't going to be able to help. <laughs> okay, so she's talking about Trump would have used her against Hillary. Okay, what a disingenuous bunch of BS. She continued, also, you know, the summer before that election... All people were saying was, she's calculated, she's manipulative, she's not what she seems, she's a snake, she's a liar. These are the same exact insults people were hurling at Hillary. Oh, so Taylor's saying people were calling her manipulative and a snake and a liar. Would I be an endorsement or would I be a liability? Look, snakes of a feather flock together. <laughs> Wait. Look, the two lying women, the two nasty women. Literally millions of people were telling me to disappear, so I disappeared in many senses. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. She was still trying to make cash is what, is what, yeah. what it comes down to from both sides. Some, somewhere along the way, she made the calculation that it was worth losing uh, some fans over her stances. And, and I guess, you know, because millennium, millennials are mostly going to support her and... It was probably more worth it to start being political than it was to keep it to herself. And in uh, June, she uh, for LGBTQIA2 plus Pride Month, uh, Swift started a Change.org petition in support of the Equality Act, encouraging her fans to show our pride by demanding that on a national level, our laws truly treat all of our citizens equally. Coming out in support of women's rights, uh, she told The Guardian, obviously I'm pro-choice, saying she can't believe this is happening. What? Uh, uh, what, that, we're, that some people are trying to protect babies? Yeah, that's, wow, that is terrible. That is absolutely atrocious. The people would be trying to stop an abortion on the day of a birth of a child. <laughs> or anywhere along the way, for that matter. Yeah, that's really, that's shocking. Hard to believe. But she's trying to tie in all of this stuff into the Equality Act. Wow. And so she's got this petition, and I guess she's gotten quite a few people to sign it. Like 500,000. Um, and here she is perform. Is this the performance, or is this her speech about? This is the- after she wins an award okay, so for she- her video that you know talks about gay rights and all that good stuff. Oh, good. Yeah, 
Good. She, so she won a, a video for her activism. That's great. And here she is winning the award. I first want to say thank you to the fans because in this video, several points were made. So you voting for this video means oh, you're wonderful. that you uh-huh. want a world where we're all treated equally. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you. At the end of this video, there was a petition, and there still is a petition for the Equality Act, which basically just says we all deserve equal rights under the law. And I want to thank everyone who signed that petition because it now has (laughs) half a million signatures, which, which is five times the amount that it would need to warrant a response from the White House. Oh, she's checking her watch. Look at that. Oh, okay. oh I can't take it. That's rocket scientist yeah. uh, Taylor Swift. Involved uh, philanthropist Taylor Swift. Campaigner, crusader for equal human rights. Just the right to vote, which they already have. I mean, they, you can't discriminate against them already. Mm-hmm. All right? They're already protected. It's already illegal to discriminate against people based on their sexuality or their gender. So what are you talking about? The idiocy here is just unbelievable. Plus, her performance last night, man, was she bad. Oh, my gosh. She's off-key. Uh, she's prancing around there. The songs suck. Yeah, she's awful. That's an interesting outfit she had on as well. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to point out. Yeah, it was. Very interesting. Uh, all right, but I'm glad she's a crusader now. That's that's great. Um, uh, yeah, and so what this would do... That's going to solve the problem. Right, right. <clears throat> this, this Equal Rights Act, it, mm-hmm. would, it would open up these bathrooms at schools. Yes, it would. To, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a national thing. That is yeah. one of the one of the provisions of this thing that you can go to the bathroom wherever you want. <laughs> you can go to the bathroom if you identify as a woman that day, that minute, that second. Go ahead, mm-hmm. go into the women's restroom. Because and when the women complain, uh-huh. you talk to them about how hateful they are, and you go directly to the principal or wherever you are, the manager at the store, and you tell them, "Hey, they're they're uh, they're stomping on my right." To go where I'm comfortable going. You, you wave a copy of the Equal Rights Act in front of their face. And you right. Say, this says, you can't I stop can go me. pee wherever I want to pee. Right. And if I want to ogle you along the way, I can. Yep. Because I identify as a woman and there's nothing wrong with a woman ogling a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Because they want this tacked onto the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which of course desegregates uh, the country as it should. Um, and, it, and it allows uh, blacks to have the right to vote. If I were black, I would be incensed right now that this movement is trying to hijack what they fought for. Yes. uh, This is just ridiculous. I'm pissed off for them, and I don't Mm -hmm. know why they're not more pissed off. We should be hearing uh, from, you know, where's John Lewis on this? You know, he was with Martin Luther King the whole time. We hear that all the time. Well, where are you now? Why aren't you talking about this? People hijacking your movement. That just really infuriates me. To draw that false equivalency is really pathetic. Pathetic. And wrong. 888 thirty three ninety three. Meantime, 
Dems are trying to navigate the nasty race that they're going to have against Trump because they don't like to get nasty. You know the Democrats, they're usually really positive. And, uh, and they like to take the high road. But with 435 days until the next presidential election, the Democrats seeking to oust Trump are bracing for the nastiest contest in the modern era, one that will almost certainly tear at the moral and cultural fabric of a deeply divided nation. Political strategists in recent history suggest there may be more risk than reward for candidates wishing to fight Trump on his terms. But Democratic primary voters, energized and enraged by Trump's turbulent presidency, are increasingly calling for the candidates to fight fire with fire. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Because they've been... Mm. Oh, the angels, right? Oh my gosh, they right? don't—they don't want to do this Mm-mm. because, again, they're used to taking the high road. Democrats, yeah, they're used to the the moral high ground, if yeah. you will. And until there was a Donald Trump uh, in the White House, mm-hmm. they were man, they completely were. above board in all of their actions. Lily White, uh, if you will. Oh wow! Wait, is that what? What? Can I say that? No, I cannot. <laughs> Not uh, unless you're a white supremacist. Oh uh, yes, sir. Understood. I will not be using that term anymore then. <laughs> the high road isn't going to win this time, said Blake Caldwell. <laughs> this time. Okay. Like they've ever taken the high road. Oh my god. If we go high when they go low, we will lose. And so Wait a minute. Going low is being encouraged right now. Wait, this is the party that had Barack Obama who said if they bring a knife, what what is it? Yeah. Bring a knife we'll take to a, a fight, bring a bring a gun, a gun or something. I don't know. Knife to a fight. The United States cannot continue to have a president who is a racist, who is a sexist, who's a homophobe. Where do they get this stuff? A religious bigot, a xenophobe, and who is also a pathological liar. Uh, Bernie Sanders said at a recent town hall. That's the high road right there. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, Bernie, for showing us the way. Uh, Sanders' chief strategist, Jeff Weaver, said the senator would not shy away from aggressive criticism, especially on issues of race and immigration. He said calling Trump a racist and uh, calling him a racist shouldn't be something candidates are afraid of. You can't give in to a bully. You got to lean in. Tell it like it is, Weaver said. That's what people appreciate about Bernie. (laughs) Really, I'm not sure people appreciate much of anything about Bernie Sanders. Jeff Pollack, a pollster for New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand's campaign, concedes there's a lot of nervousness about how you attack Donald Trump. While primary voters may want toughness, persuadable general election voters are more likely to say they want bipartisanship and civility, yet it's not so simple. I think it would be a mistake for a candidate to think they could just go high. We're not in the age of Barack Obama anymore. Oh, yeah, like he (laughs) went high... Oh, stop it. And that, that is a direct quote there. If Republicans bring a knife to a fight, Democrats should bring a gun. Yeah, which is what he did. Yep. He didn't shy away from bashing anybody. It'd be a mistake to think you can rise above it, above it all, and not engage him at his level. And they spent eight years oh ripping apart George oh. W. Bush. Yeah, and now they've spent three three years... Just tearing Donald Trump to shreds every day. They hate him so much. High road. (laughs) Oh, please. (laughs) That's amazing. That's really amazing. 
That was uh, ABC News. Thank you for that uh, thoughtful piece. <laughs> that was thoughtful, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, all right. MSNBC host, um, Republican candidate, they, they exposed a Republican candidate. I'm, I'm glad because um, you won't believe what this Republican candidate had to say. You might, you might just vomit when you hear it. So have a bucket ready. You know, maybe you've got a garbage can next to you. Um, be prepared because what he said was unbelievable. And here's uh, the MSNBC host calling him out. We've got an important question now. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a mainstream Republican? It is the question that some Republicans have been asking in the age of Donald Trump. And increasingly, it mm-hmm. seems the answer might be to make incendiary comments about women and members of the oh. LGBTQ community. Oh, wow. Just yesterday, former Minnesota yeah. Representative Jason Lewis, who in 2012 lamented that men can no longer call women sluts, announced that he is challenging <laughs> Senator Did Tina Smith for her really? seat next year. And in Louisiana, the Republican candidate for governor, Here Ralph is. Abraham, oh, is out with a new TV ad this week, yeah. making incendiary comments about gender. Oh, no. No. As a doctor, I can assure you there are only two genders. <laughs> Joining me now, Jennifer Horn, former New Hampshire GOP chairwoman, that who just that's resigned. It. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. That, that was the incendiary remark. As a doctor, it's an incendiary <laughs> remark now to say that there are two genders. Wow. Oh my gosh, that is. That's <laughs> where we you are. Believe this. That's where we're at. What do you even say to that? I don't even, I mean, there's no words that are strong enough to express how insane well, he assured us. this place is. But the doctor assured, assured us, us there's, there's only, only two, two genders. genders. What a hateful, that's, incendiary remark. That's the word. Uh, I, <laughs> I love the fact that, uh, who was it that said... Lewis, it was... Uh, Jason see. Lewis? J- is it Jason Lewis? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said on his radio show, are we beyond those days where a woman can behave as a slut, but you can't call her a slut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we are, actually. <laughs> it's, yes. Uh-huh. And that happened with uh, What's-Her-Face. Uh, the crusader for um, birth control. You remember her back oh. in like 2011, 2012, somewhere in there? And uh, a Sandra Fluke, yeah. Sandra Fluke or Fluck or whatever her name was, Sandra yep. Fluke. That's that's when that came to be. That where you couldn't you couldn't use words like slut or skank or any of that stuff. <laughs> not that anybody would. Want no, to. I'm. You know what I mean? No, not that you'd want. To. No, or that it would be appropriate because it it just isn't. But yes, I mean, we definitely found out there because that uh, that campaign after after Rush so openly called her a few things was uh, long and arduous for Rush. And I think only Rush could have survived that. That onslaught, that boycott campaign. They they went to his sponsors and they tried to hit all of them and they tried to you know launch this boycott against every sponsor he had. That was those were rough times. And and again, because he's Rush, he was able to survive that. But I don't know if anybody else would have. That was quite a campaign. Yeah. So no, I, I you know, 
I guess Jason Lewis is disappointed that you can't call women who act like sluts. You can't call them sluts. And um, don't forget uh, the lesson we just learned. It's uh, incendiary. It's incendiary. To say that there are only two genders. I mean, all right, caveman. Wow. Okay. That's Do you know that this is uh, 2019 and we've discovered 192 other genders? Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> and, and it, Where have you been? It wasn't that he was questioning it or even leaving room for discussion. He was assuring us. As a doctor, I can assure you there are only two <laughs> genders. Wow. All right there. And he laughed like it was right. obvious or right. something. Yeah. What a uh, hater McHate face. Yeah. He's a bigot. Mm-hmm. He's a bigot, a racist. Dr. Yeah, homo- bigot. Homophobe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Islamophobe. I, I don't know how that fits in there, but I know it does. Uh, you know, it's... He should be put in prison. Oh. It's just that, that simple. Throw away the key. Yeah, we've all heard it. We, we don't need a trial. <laughs> we all saw it and heard it. Wow. He should just be put in prison now. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, let me take... 60, 60 seconds and uh, tell you about uh, Relief Factor. This is something that uh, has really helped Glenn. It has really helped Keith. Uh, it's taken away Keith's weird leg pain. Sure Nobody has. knows from whence it uh, came. Well, I'm a freak of nature, but uh, Relief Factor defeated the pain. <laughs> Must have come from inflammation, huh? Something's going on down there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pat Gray. Oh. Wait a minute. I... That was weird. The voice from the heavens. Weird and creepy. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, it takes away inflammation is what it does because it has four key ingredients that help your bodies fight against inflammation, which is great. And so much of our pain comes from inflammation that when it's calmed down, it goes away. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free, and they are offering a three-week quick start that's just nineteen ninety-five. Try it for three weeks. If it works... You'll want to order more, like 70% of the people who get the quick start. If not, just discontinue use. What do you have to lose? If you have continual pain, if you're in pain virtually every day, and you're to the point where, okay, I, you know, I've tried everything, I'm, I'm just going to have to live with it. First, try Relief Factor. If you'd like a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com today. relieffactor.com. Beware, Pat Gray is unleashed. Yeah, right. I got this tweet from Batty. Am I dead naming Pat Gray when I refer to him by his actual birth name, Pat Unleashed? Yes, please don't. don't oh, do wow. Does that bother you? Yeah, it, it hurts badly. So, okay. It's discriminatory and it's hateful. Uh, boxed water flavor enhancer? Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm never buying another Taylor Swift album. Wait, I've never bought one before, so that oh. was easy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right there but that's how it. committed that's how committed boxed water flavor enhancer is, and that's how committed I am. Oh. I'm still not going to buy a Taylor Swift. Taking a stand, are you? Yeah. <laughs> still not going to. I'm joining boxed water flavor enhancer. The Steve forty two. I've been waiting on Taylor Swift to weigh in. So I can have an opinion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of us, of us. A lot of us have been doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Keith has been tossing and turning every night. When is Taylor going to tell me uh, about equality? 
when is she going to tell us that uh, this is a democracy? I mean, this or at is, least it's supposed to be. This when? Is true. I'm a little concerned that you know I've been tossing and turning. I just, I know. I know you. I, I know how uh-huh. concerned you've been about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now I can have an opinion. Finally. Yeah. From mongering denialist, seriously, where is Kanye when you need him? <laughs> That's a reference like uh, 10 years ago during the uh, MTV Music Awards, right? He's right here. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he's right, uh, right here. Right there. When no, he's, he's not. He's not no, there. No, we don't have that. No, we don't have it. No, oh, it's okay. when he took the microphone Would've from been her fun. when she was giving her little yeah, speech. I'm going to give you a chance to finish. I'm a little first. <laughs> and I felt bad for her at the time. Yeah. Now, look at look at how that's turned around. That is amazing. Kanye. That's really I would have actually wanted to hear him speak during that time that she was speaking last night. Yep. <laughs> Me too. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joe Biden told a supporter after the Keene State College speech yesterday. This is absolutely amazing. He told a supporter that he came out of college with $280,000 in debt. But then, just moments later, he realized his, his you know, because he graduated from college in 1965. Okay, so, and he went where? Where did he go to school? Uh, Delaware. Delaware. <laughs> University of Delaware? What, what did he tell the person right after So that? he corrected himself. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, he told another supporter that the debt was only $300,000. Wait a minute. No, it was, was over $300,000. Oh, you know what it was, Pat? Somebody on Twitter pointed out that Biden graduated from the University of Delaware in 1965. You know what the average tuition for colleges was? Hmm. Under $2,000 a year. So here's the thing. Joe Biden had been in college for 150 years when he graduated. Oh, that's what it was. To ring up that kind of debt. Yeah. See, and here I thought, <laughs> I thought that just the interest was so ridiculous that from supporter A to supporter B, his debt went up from 280 to 300. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, no, I think he'd been, yeah. he'd actually been in college since 1815. <laughs> A hundred and fifty years. Wow. Yeah. He must and, have taken uh, every course available. $300,000? This guy is unbelievable in his implosion here. Democrats have got to be saying, you know, I'm worried about this guy. And I think they are now. I think they are. And that's why some of these polls are re- reflecting the fact that Elizabeth Warren and, and uh, Bernie Sanders are passing him up. Which is really a concern because uh, I don't want them to even have a shot at the presidency. If they can, if they win the nomination, they have a shot. I mean, I don't think they will beat Trump, but I don't, I don't want to see that to e- even become a possibility. Yeah, we're still over a year away. Yeah, so a lot of things can happen. A lot can happen, and, and I think a lot is happening, and it's happening to Biden right now. He's just imploding. How do you tell supporters that you were $300,000 in debt when you came out of college in 1965? Shut up. So the University of Delaware was what? $80,000 a year in 1960? <laughs> okay. He definitely didn't major in math. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> or English. <laughs> what did he take? Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We got to get to this uh, Bill Maher thing from from the weekend. 
when uh, David Koch died on Friday, or at least that's when that's when the news broke. And uh, I guess it's okay for leftists to say whatever they want. Anything that's uh, really inappropriate, anything that's uh, completely frowned on in society, they continue to, they they get away with. If this stuff was said by a Republican, by anybody on the right, for instance, when Ted Kennedy died, what would have happened if comedians would have gone on and talked about how glad they were that he died? They would have been boycotted. They would have been drummed out of the industry. Listen to what Marr had to say about David Koch on his show. David Koch of the zillionaire Koch brothers died, please, of prostate cancer. I guess I'm going to have to reevaluate my low opinion of prostate cancer. Uh, he was... Wow. He was 79, but his family says they wish it could be longer, but at least he lived long enough to see the Amazon catch fire. <laughs> Pause it for a second. Condolences. Yeah, the Amazon catches fire every year you disingenuous lying sack of crap the amazon averages averages 25,000 fires per year wow it's a little higher this year because of deforestation and because of people setting fires on purpose <laughs> i mean uh and this is david coke's fault by the way david coke uh was not a climate change denier david coke uh, was not a person who denied even man-caused climate change. He didn't. He didn't at all. I, I don't know how you're putting all this stuff on David Koch when the guy's a liberal, just as liberal as Bill Maher, probably on social issues. The only thing he was, the only thing he was conservative on was were economic things like you know taxation. That's about it. And you hate him this much. All right, let's hear the rest of this. Condolences poured in from all the politicians he owned. (laughs) And mourners are being asked in lieu of flowers to just leave their car engine running. I know these seem like harsh words and harsh jokes, and I'm sure I will be condemned for them on Fox News, which will portray Mr. Koch as a principled libertarian who believed in the free market. He and his brother have done more than anybody to fund climate science deniers no, for decades. So no. f- him. The Amazon is burning up. I'm glad he's dead. And I hope the Wow. wow. That is. And if it's only Fox News that takes him to task on this, that's a pretty sad commentary on where we are in society. That's pathetic. Just last week, he, he had something decent to say, and we were pretty amazed. And then... Turns right around and show us why he's such a douchebag. Yep. Wow, that's despicable stuff. Despicable. He and his brother have done more than anybody to fund climate science deniers for decades. So F him. Uh, you should really look into who David Koch was and what he believed. Because uh, he does not believe what you think he believes. I wonder... Who's the guy on uh, MSNBC? Does he still have a show? The guy who thinks the Koch brothers were saving his life because uh, they funded a hospital over in Europe? Um, you know what I'm oh. talking about? Yeah, was that uh, Lawrence, Lawrence O'Donnell? O'Donnell? Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wonder if he mm-hmm. has anything to say about uh, 
Bill Maher's words there. Yeah, I'd like to know. I'd, I'd love to know. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprising night, too, when Lawrence O'Donnell made that admission, that, that the Koch brothers saved his life. <laughs> so, wow, just despicable stuff. And, you know, again, it doesn't matter because it's Bill Maher. Had anybody said anything like that, if Sean Hannity said that about Ted Kennedy, I'm glad he's dead. Uh, his liberal policies were were killing this country. So F him. Can you imagine? <laughs> Amazing. What a world we live in. Speaking of leftists and their attacks and how despicable they are, uh... A man in Portland took his wife out for a night on the town last Friday night, ended up with a gashed, bloody nose, two suspects facing charges because he was wearing a MAGA hat. Portland police say the man and woman were a man and a woman were arrested early Saturday morning for assault, and the man who was attacked says it's all because of his Make America Great Again hat. About twelve fifty in the morning, officers responded to a report of a disturbance at the Growler's tap room Luke uh, Lenzer told Fox 12 that he and his wife were on a date night he said right when they got there they were attacked outside the patio by people upset about his hat I got mobbed by everybody that was in that bar outside people came from inside out and just circled me and my wife he said that things escalated between uh, people um, and him and that's when uh, police say that Leopold A. Hauser and a woman attacked him and his wife, surrounding me, like literally surrounding me, pushing me. I'm just trying to get through, trying to stop the person from hitting me, from taking my hat, and then I got sucker punched. But see, again, <clears throat> because it's somebody on the right, it's somebody who likes Donald Trump, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. Uh, we're not going to talk about it on CNN or MSNBC or NBC, ABC. That, and recall what we learned last week, if you're not a member of Antifa, mm-hmm. the entire city of Portland is now a no-go zone. So um, yeah, okay. that's another thing to keep in mind there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good safety tips. Thank you. Sure. All right. Um, meanwhile, let me tell you about the Amazon Capital One data breach, which uh, hit recently 106 million more names, addresses, uh, banking information exposed. I mean, we used to think, remember when credit card theft was a really big deal? And it still is, but it's just not as big a deal as when somebody steals your house from you. And then they take out a loan using up all of your equity, and then you get stuck with the payments. Really easy for them to do. I remember when they first started advertising with us, they showed me how quickly they can do this. And it took them about 20 minutes to find my title online. And then show me the forged signature. And I really thought when I was looking at the document, I thought that was my signature. So it's really easy for them. Uh, They know what they're doing. And then they take out these loans, and it's really hard to prove that you didn't take out the loan. Now, the first 60 days after crimes like the Amazon server Capital One breach are really critical. So they're offering you 60 risk-free days of protection at Home Title Lock. Right now, enter your home address, see if you're already a victim, and get some protection. It's HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Hey, welcome. 888 thirty three ninety three. 
Also, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You've been surprised by the reaction to uh, to Andrew Luck retiring? Mm. Uh, I'm surprised by the reaction of of the fans. Yeah. Of the, the Colts fans. Not not really surprised by the reaction of other football players who've been really good about it. You know, they I mean the the reaction from the fans who have just who booed him off the field for one thing, uh, and then have been bashing him ever since, it's really kind of despicable. Yeah, and I know some Colts fans want their money back for their season tickets. Um, oh wow! Yeah, that's an interesting uh, angle there. Yeah, but I yeah, think, it is. I think it was just shocking. The timing was shocking more than anything. Yeah, but uh, I, I would never blame anyone from retiring from an occupation where your job is to get beaten into the ground on a daily basis. So um, mm. I can understand that, um, but uh, I think the timing was just shocking more than it. it was. Really funny on Twitter to see all of the videos of the guys who um, had <clears throat> just drafted Andrew Luck. In oh. their fantasy football drafts. I'll bet, yeah. And then that news breaks yeah. Oops. Saturday night. Oopsie-daisies. Uh-huh. Or, or there's some guys who didn't somehow were living under a rock and didn't realize that he had retired and then drafted him, and all their buddies were like, whoa, you're so dumb. That was a fun videos up there, too. <laughs> Anyhow. Aaron Rodgers, the, uh, you know, the Packers quarterback, uh, spoke out for him, said he understands Luck's decision to retire. Although he doesn't see himself doing that anytime soon, uh, what Rogers said he can't comprehend was the, uh, again the reaction of the Indianapolis Colts fans who booed him after the news broke. He said, "I thought it was pretty disgusting." He's making a really tough decision, and then before that, he makes the decision. I I don't know why that doesn't stay in house to kind of protect him a little bit. Although when I think about it, I thought it would have been <clears throat> more of a standing ovation type thing and a thank you than booze i 100 percent respect him immensely for this for his decision i salute him for choosing quality of life he's a fantastic player had a great career and he's got a lot to be proud of like many of us in this locker room if not all of us we all have interests outside of football andrew's an extremely bright guy and i'm sure he'll have a lot of things to transition into i know what it's like to deal with rehab and going through injuries mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I wonder where he goes next. Do you think he'll? Are we going to see him pop up on Monday Night Football or as oh, an analyst somewhere? It's a good. Question. I wonder. Yeah, Stu sent me something, wonder. and I can't <clears throat> find it right now. But one of these, uh, these interesting facts about uh, Andrew Luck's uh, career, and the one that really stood out to me is that Andrew Luck had a higher winning percentage than Peyton Manning. Wow! As did he as, really? As far as Indianapolis Colts quarterbacks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. 83%, I think, to 80, something like that. Oh, that's really surprising. Yeah. Wow. Well, I remember Andrew Luck when he was a big deal in high school because he played for Stratford High in Houston. And uh, he was an abs- he was a big deal there. In high school, everybody th- knew that this guy was going to go far and probably had an NFL career in front of him because everybody was recruiting him out of high school. Um, and, of course, he went to Stanford and had a great career there. And there was a high draft pick, but he's, you know, he's been playing football for a long time. You forget at 29 years old, he's probably been playing since he was seven. That's 22 years of getting a beating. 
And and sometimes it just really takes a toll on you. And some people are injured in different ways than others. Uh, no wonder I couldn't find that email from Stu. I was looking under Stu. It says uh, he hmm. sent it from an email address that uses his real name, Stephen. So <laughs> weird. I don't think I've ever seen that address. Right. right. It's strange. Huh. Uh, huh. So anyhow, um, these fun stats here. Let's see. Winning percentage. Yeah, we went over that. Uh, so it was 8380. Uh-huh. 8380. Wow. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger for perspective, 78. Aaron Rodgers, 78%. Tom Brady, 84%. So he's right up there with uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has won 84%. I'm sorry. Of I'm sorry. Started. With, with winning percentage. I'm sorry. When the opponent scored fewer than 29 points. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I got I mean, it. Right. Those are high percentages. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. Anyhow. But <laughs> this is a good thing. I hope Stu will go over this, uh, or Steven will go over this with Glenn later, hopefully. But yeah. uh, But Troy yeah. Aikman really uh, had some words for uh, Doug Gottlieb right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doug Gottlieb, who is, uh, what is he? He's a... Sports talk host. Uh, sports talk host. FS1. Oh, okay. One of the oh, Fox okay. Sports networks. He tweeted out, "Retiring cause retiring because rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing ever." Andrew Luck. Wow. So Troy Aikman took exception to that. Yeah, he did. Dad. <laughs> yeah, page two. Aikman uh, was not pleased. That's total bull crap, Doug, I'll say. Uh, what qualifies you to decide how someone should live their life? So you're now the authority on what motivates Andrew Luck? And if his decisions don't fit into what you think is best for him, then you rip him? Guess that Guess that keeps you employed on FS1. Nice. Oh, <laughs> Wow. I think that was a dig from a guy who works wow. for, for Fox, Fox Sports. Sports. <laughs> the, the mothership. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what that mm-hmm. was. Yeah. And somebody wow. tweeted out, and I didn't get the <clears throat> reference, but I looked it up. I was not aware of this. Um, somebody else tweeted out, uh, stealing your roommate's credit cards is the most millennial thing, Doug. And I was like, wait a minute. So Doug Gottlieb in college stole credit cards from his roommates, apparently, in Notre Dame. Did he and, really? And that was the story. Oh, my and, uh, gosh. That earned that particular uh, <laughs> that is great. Twitterer uh, a blocking from Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> yeah, former Notre Dame and Oklahoma State basketball player who has since made a career as a professional opinion haver. <laughs> created uh, the game Saturday when he posted this gem of a tweet, and then it goes on to the tweet, but it doesn't, this article doesn't cover the uh, the theft at Notre Dame, does it? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh-uh. So he stole his roommate's yeah. wallet or credit uh, cards or something? Got leave charged in credit card <laughs> theft, this yeah. story. I'm not going to subscribe to the LA Times, no. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Come on. If you got that passed, you'd... Don't yeah. want to be besmirching somebody else on Twitter because you're going to get destroyed. You're going to get destroyed. Yeah, yeah. careful with those stones. <laughs> be that monkey in that glass house of his, you know, we had earlier yeah. in the video. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We got some great Beto videos coming up. Um, he Beto on abortion and uh, Beto blaming the United States for drought. Of course. Um, so that's good. And we'll get into that coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, there's just, there's so much to get to. There's also another former NFL player who apparently had some serious injuries when he was playing and he is just pleading for help. 
he took to Twitter and just pleaded for the NFL to help him because apparently he can't afford uh, his his medical bills, and so he's he's uh, well. We'll tell you about that coming up here in a, in a minute. Um, meantime, let me tell you about Brickhouse Nutrition with uh, with all that's going on in life. It's sometimes hard to get the kind of nutrition that we really, really need. I, you know, I don't claim to be the best uh, at eating well, but what I do try to do, no. yeah, it's. I know that's hard to believe, <laughs> right? You would think you would look at me and you would think that guy, man, well, he's got an incredible body of a Greek god. Yeah, a food regimen like you can't mm-hmm. believe. He doesn't. I mean, body fat content must be about two percent or negative 2%. or negative. <laughs> surprise no that's not no, the case that's not you but i do try to get the nutrition that i know i have to have out of vegetables but i can't stand vegetables so what i do is i turn to field of greens every scoop has a full serving of real usda certified organic fruits and vegetables you get all that nutrition into your diet you're going to be healthier as a result go to brickhousepat.com get 15 percent off your first order when you use the offer code pat it's BrickHousePat.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Thanks for being with us. 888 and Pat Unleashed. On Twitter, where uh, SwankThink tweets, Thank goodness Bill Maher has reminded us, when Republicans go low, Democrats go high. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for sure. Very good. Uh, David Johnson, we were we were wondering about Biden's major. Uh, David Johnson has figured it out. B- Biden majored in plagiarism. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. That story. And minored in gaffes. And so he, he's doing really well. Uh, He's been taking more classes on gas to to catch up with that degree. From Quiet Storm, the Koch brothers' policies are more in line with progressives than conservatives, and that is absolutely true. Uh, Mongering denialists, congratulations, Keith. Joe Biden has proven there is actually someone worse at math than you. All right. That's true, too. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. Keep doing (laughs) So uh, this Gottlieb guy, not only did he... Not only... Did he steal his roommate's credit cards? Three of them, apparently. They kicked him out of Notre Dame. <laughs> expelled. They expelled him. Did he ever go back? Do we know? Did he go back to school, or was that it? He was just done. I don't know. There's a guy who should have kept his mouth shut and not mm-hmm. tweeted about it. Right. <laughs> about, about poor uh, Andrew Luck. Yeah, because what was his original tweet? He said uh, uh, it's uh, retiring because... Um, Rehab is too hard is the most millennial thing you could do. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. Twitter just tore him apart. Tore him apart. Yeah. I love Although, this. I can't imagine. It, I, I can't imagine Bronco Nagurski having, you know, retired from this. Fair. Uh, he didn't, of course. He lost all of his limbs. Right there on the field. And he kept playing. Kept playing in he the kept game. kept playing. In fact, I think was yeah. the, uh, the MVP. <laughs> he was of the, the MVP game, of the right? game. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> but for Andrew Luck, it would have to be... On the indoor climate-controlled tundra of Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, the Colts' millennial quarterback retired in tears after a bad case of turf toe. Wait a minute. 
don't know that that was exactly okay. the injury. No, I'm just playing along with the godly thing. <laughs> uh, he had shoulder injuries. Oh, he had leg injuries. He had all kinds of stuff. And he's just, you know, he's he's in pain and he's frustrated. And, I mean, it's a lot to give up that kind of money. You know, so you know his body was not responding well. And he wants to be able to play with his kids. He just had his first child. So Yeah, I can totally respect that. Um, Absolutely. I, I had a torn labrum as well, and there's no way I could ever step onto a football field. You just want to, at that point, you just, you're happy to be able to pick up a bag of groceries. Um, yeah. Can I hit you with another of these uh, tweets from, uh, uh, toward uh, Gottlieb here, from Tory Smith, the wide receiver? Yeah. Uh, he told Gottlieb, you stole credit cards because working was too hard. <laughs> I mean, these That's dudes, great stuff. they go on and on. Don't set yourself up, no. people. <laughs> I mean, that was silly of him. You should know better on Twitter. You, you will be torn to shreds. You don't even have to do what he did to be torn to shreds on Twitter. So what he did was really not a good idea. 888 uh, we've got some we, we got some more uh, videos from Beto because uh, Beto is making a rocket ship move right now he's gone from five all the way to three percent wait yeah it's i mean he's rocketing rock right to the bottom of the democrat heap uh it's amazing because so many people have dropped out of this race i'm kind of surprised in a way he's not one of them although he he has qualified for the debate and i think he wants to you know get that done get that behind him and see where he goes after that. Yeah, but and, and he's hoping to uh, mop up the. Uh, he's point, going the wrong way. He wants to mop up those 0.2% out there from the Hickenlooper and Inslee and Seth Moulton left behind, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so far he can mop up the leftovers from Mike Gravel, who got out of the race. Really? Okay. Richard Ojeda, Michael Bloomberg, which I, I didn't even remember Bloomberg entered nah, it. Nah, he didn't enter for real, did he? Eric Swalwell, John Hickenlooper, Jay Inslee, and Seth Moulton. All out of it. Oh, Seth Moulton. Yeah. There's a good two votes out there that you could... Maybe three. Go, maybe three? Or... His grandmother was considering. Okay. So, yeah. So, but see, that was a consideration. Yeah. You know, she she never, wasn't sure. She didn't commit. <laughs> she did not a commit. A pollster never no. got her to commit. <laughs> So Beto's scrambling for those votes out there. And, you know, with his stance on abortion, I, I think he's going to make some real inroads here. Um, here he is talking to a guy who was, who was uh, asking him about the value of his life. Good question. I was born September 8, 1989, and I want to know if you think on September 7, 1989, my life had no value. Uh, of course I don't think that and um, of course I'm glad that you're here but you but, you um, referenced my answer mm-hmm. in in Ohio and it remains the same sure Th- this is a decision that neither you nor I nor the United mm-hmm. States government should be making that's a decision for the woman to make oh, I see yeah so women should be able to kill people if they feel like it is that what you're saying Beto um, <clears throat> is that is that really where we are so the government has no say in murder. All right. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Is there a number of people could call and talk about that, Ivan? Yeah. Or uh, what number would they call? Is it is uh, there a, is it I here? Think Beto needs to call nine one one. That's the number. He, he, <laughs> yeah, his he's in trouble. Need, his campaigning is resuscitation right now. Yeah, he's in trouble. He was speaking. 
Is this the same crowd? I don't know. But he was talking about Guatemala's drought. Oh, Guatemala's drought? Guatemala is having... I didn't even know they were having a a drought right now. That's a big 2020 campaign issue right there. Isn't it like Mm -hmm. either first or second on the list of most Americans Mm -hmm. is the drought in Guatemala? Yeah. A lot of people are pissed off about that right now. It's high on everybody's list. A lot of people. Like... If we don't do something about mm-hmm. the drought in Guatemala... It's a bipartisan issue. If one of you people don't make it rain down there, uh-huh. I'm not voting for you. Thank I'm you. Not vo- I'm not... I'm going to go Trump. <laughs> I'm going to go Trump if you can't make it rain in Guatemala. Uh-huh. Here's Beto on that. I like it. With the people of Honduras and Guatemala and El Salvador reduce violence in their home communities. Violence, which Mm -hmm. we are somewhat to blame for, the civil wars that we've been involved in, Mm -hmm. the drug trade that we've facilitated, the war on drugs that has militarized and hollowed out their civic institutions in their home countries, and Guatemala suffering one of the greatest droughts in their recorded history, Mm -hmm. caused not by God nor by Mother Nature, but by you and me and all of us and our emissions and our excesses and our inaction in the face of the facts and the science and the truth. (laughs) Wow. Go cook a hamburger. So the Guatemalan drought is not caused by nature. You. (laughs) It's you You. and me have Uh done that. You look like an idiot. Oh, that is outrageous it's the worst oh my gosh <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well it's it's nothing left to say about nothing Beto. left to say about Beto. yeah <laughs> uh you talk about butt stupid <laughs> uh, was there anybody in that audience who thought come on now okay now you're re- you're just being ridiculous or are they all like yep it's because i drove my suv yep that's why. Okay. What? <laughs> well, he's sporting a baseball cap now. Maybe that'll help him in the polls. You know, he's trying. We'll he's trying everything. We'll see. Uh, but was he still wearing a blue shirt? I mean, because he's. I don't know. Let's still go back to that for a doing second. Doing the blue shirt. Am I wrong? I can't. I'd be a terrible police witness uh, if there was a crime committed. Yeah, I couldn't tell you right now. No, okay. Well, and we just, just saw it. <laughs> I oh, think. I think that's it. I think it's just I a really so bright light on him. Really bright. Hmm. So it looks almost white, but I. I don't know. I think it's. I think yeah. it might be blue. Yeah, look at that. It's blue. Man. Is he pathetic? It's like, oh, my gosh. Come on, Fred Flintstone. Crazy. Change your shirt every now and then. Also, uh, climate change is turning the Arctic into strategic, into a strategic economic hotspot. Oh, global warming is doing mm-hmm. that? Okay. Yeah, global warming. Okay. Climate change. Climate change. From a helicopter, Greenland's brilliant white ice and dark mountains make the desolation seem to go on forever. And the few people who live there... Uh, to them, its whole population wouldn't f- wouldn't fill a football stadium. They're poor, with a high rate of substance abuse and suicide. Maybe they should get off of that island. I don't know. Uh, it's just a thought. One scientist called it the end of the planet, Greenland. But uh, when the U- when U.S. President Donald Trump floated the idea of buying Greenland, it was met with derision. Of course, seen as awkward and inappropriate. But it might might also be an Aladdin's cave of oil, natural gas, and rare earth minerals just waiting to be tapped as the ice recedes. The Northern Island and the rest of the Arctic aren't just hotter due to global warming. <laughs> okay. As melting ice opens shipping lanes mm-hmm. and reveals incredible riches, the region is seen as a new geopol- geopolitical and economic asset 
with the U.S., Russia, China, and others wanting in. Mm. So maybe Trump is just ahead of the curve a little bit here. Right? Maybe this is the right thing to do and try to... Right. The article with its premise is stupid about global warming yes. causing all this. Yes. But the fact that all this stuff is there makes is it true. very intriguing. And it's a great location to be um, to as a kind of a buffer from Russia. Uh, and what was mm-hmm. it? Uh, Seward's Folly was Alaska when we purchased yeah. that? That turned out not Every, to be such a folly after everybody all. Everybody laughed at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it could have major geostrategic implications, especially if the Northwest Passage becomes a transit route for shipping, which is what's happening in the Russian Arctic. Uh, Russian President, President Vladimir Putin put forward an ambitious program to reaffirm his country's presence in the Arctic, mm-hmm. including efforts to build ports and other infrastructure and expand its icebreaker fleet. Russia wants to stake its claim in the region that's believed to hold up to one-fourth of the Earth's undiscovered oil and gas. I didn't know that. The Arctic has maybe up to one-fourth of the Earth's entire supply yeah, of natural yeah. gas. We don't need it. We got windmills, man. We're good. And solar. Don't forget solar. 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 I mean, I undersold solar, it's obviously. huge. Huge right now. Uh, even with all the emphasis on it, we're still only up to 7%. Solar and wind. 7%. It's silly to think that we can just dump uh, these so-called fossil fuels uh, and just go with oil or go with wind and solar by 2030, as so many of these idiots are saying. Just, just it's not going to happen. It can't happen. Now, maybe they'll discover something else along the way, which would be great. I hope we do. Right. But so far, it hasn't happened. So we got to. I mean, until we replace it, you can't. You can't just drop it. And we're not running out of oil, as we've been told for decades upon decades. And why? Why is that? It's because oil is a renewable goo that naturally occurs in the earth. I, so I, I believe it I love 100%. I love it. I love it. And in fact, we got a story today. They don't even know how. There's no way. They don't know how the oil is made. So they no, don't they don't. They don't know if it's run out or it's going to run out. We got right. a story today. They're they're stunned because they've discovered these pools of methane below the surface, and they're stunned by that. Wow, we were not expecting this. Wait, how could scientists be stunned by anything? I thought they knew everything. Mm -hmm. And if we don't believe everything they say, we're idiots. (laughs) There's a huge source of methane that's been discovered deep beneath the surface of the Earth, sitting between the upper mantle and lower oceanic crust. Oh, yeah. Your two favorite crusts, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Other than, yes. hand tossed right the discovery is important as it could provide insight into the hydrothermal vents that may have helped the planet's first life emerge researchers also argue it could be a source of hydrogen and methane on other planets in the solar system even those where liquid water is no longer present the abiotic methane methane that's not formed with organic matter was found locked inside rocks. I, yeah, I rest my case. Yeah, this is just naturally occurring. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that didn't come from fossils. Yeah. Check out the quotes down there toward the bottom of the story. I mean, that is—they have no idea. Traditionally, we think of methane, a potent greenhouse gas, is forming when organic material breaks down when it's emitted into the atmosphere. 
It has a warming effect far greater than carbon dioxide, although it's uh, far shorter lived than the latter, disappearing after about a decade. However, methane is also known to exist on the seafloor. It's released through deep sea vents, geothermally heated fissures on the Earth's crust. In 2016, scientists with the Oceanic Exploration Trust discovered over 500 methane-spewing vents <laughs> off the west coast of the U.S. So who knows how many more there are, too. Yeah. They just, they've seen 500. There could be thousands of vents. However, the source of the seafloor methane has remained something of a mystery. Oh, no. A mystery? I thought huh. they knew it all. Identifying an abiotic source of deep-sea methane has been a problem that we've been wrestling with for many years. We're totally surprised to find this massive pool of abiotic methane in the oceanic crust and mantle. Here's a source of chemical energy that's being created by geology. (laughs) (laughs) What? They're going to find out the same thing about oil. Uh They're going to find the same thing. One day we'll find out that oil is in some kind of rock and it couldn't have come from fossils. And when that news breaks, we're going to be like, man, I wonder where Pat is, you know? (laughs) Right this moment where this news is breaking. He was right. He was right. Mm -hmm. And I I scoffed. I laughed. And you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry you laughed. Uh, 888-900-3393. Let me take 60 seconds and tell you about Patriot Mobile because, um, you know, there was a time when America would come together during times of tragedy. For a while, we'd stand together in unity because at the end of the day, we're all Americans. Those days seem to mostly be gone. Partly funded by big mobile companies like Verizon, by the way, and AT&T, who give your hard-earned dollars to radical left-wing groups. I hate that. Thankfully, there is an alternative. It's veteran-led, conservative, Patriot Mobile. With plans starting as low as $25 a month, you get the same nationwide crystal clear service with a portion of your bill going to support the values and causes you believe in. Um, and as a special offer, you can upgrade your phone right now to a brand new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. That includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, lots more. And switching is easy. Here's what you do. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, select your plan, and save $180 on a brand new Moto Z3 Play today. Supplies are limited, so do this quickly. You can choose what companies you do business with. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Speaking of climate change, Michael Mann, creator of the uh, global warming hockey stick. Yeah. Climatologist at Penn State. He's the creator, again, of the graph that appears to show global temperatures taking a noticeable swing upward in the era when humanity has been burning fossil fuels and dumping CO2 into the atmosphere. And it's made the Arctic a a great place to live now. Right, right, right. right. yeah. The graph was first published in 1998, prominently featured in the 2001 UN Climate Report, formed part of Al Gore's 2006 movie, An Inconvenient Truth. The methodology and accuracy have been and continue to be hotly contested, but man has taken the tack of suing 
two of his most prominent critics for defamation or libel. Oh, no. Yeah. Are they okay? Uh, well, one case against Mark Stein is called by Stein uh, likely to end up in the Supreme Court, but another case against Dr. Tim Ball was decided by the Supreme Court of British Columbia with man's case thrown out. <laughs> and he was ordered to pay the defendant's legal costs. I love it. Good. <laughs> so insane. It's hockey st- You know, and what I love about the global warming knuckleheads, I just heard again the other day uh, from some uh, little reporterette on a TV station, climate change is real. Climate change is happening. And as a matter of fact, the last four years have been the hottest ever on this planet. (laughs) No. No, they haven't. You know how they come up with that? They continually go back and tweak the old temperatures. I I, I don't know why they do that, but they they continue to do it. Mm -hmm. And they do it all the time. And in not one case... Have they revised the temperatures upward? They're always revised down so that it makes this time period look hotter than any other time period in history. And they keep going back to the 30s and revising those temperatures and pushing them down over and over and over again. Now, if you were if you realize something that a mistake was made in let's say 1936 and you go back, wouldn't sometimes you think, okay, well they're revising the temperature, maybe maybe it, it was hotter than they thought you would think that that would it would be logical that once in a while yeah, it would have been it hotter would be cooler sometimes it'd be warmer never hmm. never hotter all they always revise cooler <laughs> and we had an 18 year pause if you were to go by the satellite data which is much more accurate than the land-based uh than the land-based sites because they put the land-based sites Sometimes right out in, in the direct sunlight, or or on um, a pitch tar roofs. Yes, uh, you know. Uh, yes, and and another thing that that uh, has affected and made the temperatures um, appear warmer is that uh, there were so many weather data places in the Siberia that mm-hmm. when the Soviet Union fell and these government employees were no longer required to live out there in the middle of nowhere, they stopped factoring in that data and those temperatures which made the global average rise because there were no more weather stations in Siberia. Jeez. Unbelievable. It's so many things. There are so many ways that they manipulate this thing to make it look so much worse than it is. But has there been some warming? Yeah, like 0.9 degrees. Big deal. In 100 years. That's not a big deal. It is certainly not catastrophic. (laughs) <laughs> and it's certainly not causing the earth any problems. It's actually growing more food. I, it's just so frustrating. And that point nine, that's using their numbers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's the, in other words, that's the worst case scenario is that it's been point nine degrees in 100 years. <laughs> right. With their and, numbers. And we're supposed to freak out over that. Oh, we're supposed to change policy, man. We're supposed yeah. to have the Green New Deal. We're supposed to completely destroy every building in the United States of America and start over. And stop life as we know it. Literally stop life as we know it and change completely. Go back to the, I don't know, caveman years. Yeah, and our apologies, though, to Guatemala uh, for causing yeah, that for causing drought. The drought. I, we're so sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to. It I, was I me thought, and you. Yeah, I, I thought Norway was going to get the drought. 
but instead it went to Guatemala and I, you know, I. And it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks bad. It does. It looks like we're racist now because right. we sent it to Guatemala, yeah. Guatemala instead of Norway. Mm-hmm. When all of us, I think all of us wanted it to go to Norway. I it wanted just it to didn't. go to Norway. Pisses me Norway off. Norway or Sweden or one of them yeah. Nordic countries. Right. Who cares? All the same. <laughs> Finland, whatever. <laughs> oh, I love this too. The Ninth Circuit Court just ruled Idaho must provide an inmate in their prison system transgender uh, surgery for free on on the on the taxpayers uh <laughs> and the governor governor of idaho has said no uh we're gonna repeal this all the way to the supreme court oh. the u.s ninth circuit court of appeals ruled against the state of idaho said they must provide transgender surgery to an inmate who is get this convicted of a sex crime against an underage victim and now and now the residents, the citizens of Idaho, get to pay for his sex change surgery. The court rules that denying 31-year-old Adri Edmo the gender reassignment surgery was, quote, cruel and unusual punishment. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Okay. Now, what's your guess? When this goes to the Supreme Court, because the governor said, I intend to appeal this decision all the way to the Supreme Court, we can't divert critical public dollars away from higher priorities of keeping the public safe and rehabilitating offenders. Edmo was convicted in 2012 for sexually abusing a child younger than 16. Uh, she's been serving in a men's prison in Idaho and is eligible for release in 2021. In the meantime, they get to reassign her gender or his or whatever. Their, their gender. Well, we don't know. I mean, We don't know. There's no he, way him, to tell. Right. She, her. I don't know the preferred gender there. I mean, but point of personal privilege. We don't know and what now, they identify. Now the, the taxpayers of Idaho get to pay for it. That is absolutely incredible. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with more incredible stories, I'm sure. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed.